Good morning, everybody, and welcome to 89.1 RBM FM. It's Spillo here, Brad Spillane, for the Men's Mental Health Show. We are usually uh, positioned on a Tuesday at around 11am. However, I had to attend a, a funeral yesterday, and they've been able to cater for John and I to do a show today. So uh, much appreciated to the team here at RBM and, um, and all the rest of you. And to the Wednesday listeners who don't normally uh, tune in on a Tuesday, perhaps, uh, we welcome you to listen to uh, what we've got in store for you today. Um, we're brought to you by all manufacturing personnel, recruitment and labour hire in the manufacturing industry. Um, for all your staffing solutions, give Craig a call, 04167 Good show, actually, we got prepared. It's just John and I, he's raced up from uh, the northern beaches again. It's been a, a frantic morning, so to speak. I caught up and I got ready to go and I noticed that my car was gone. Someone decided to borrow it. Uh, but John's managed to pick me up on the way and we're here now. And all, all's well that ends well, isn't that right, mate? Absolutely, mate. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, nice to be here again. Welcome, uh, listeners. And I think it's a good, uh, a good place to start because... The whole process, like of being highly agitated, having that you know stress, that, and- that unexpected event occur, mm-hmm. a little bit you know, you the first thing you do is what did I do wrong, right? Yeah. Or what has other per- people done to me, right? Yeah. And of course, it's probably a good idea to think about a little bit about that frame, maybe. I you know, I, you know hey, as we go through it for the next show. Why not? And somebody that has anxiety like myself, it's you, that's a, a immediately what you jump to. What do I? Do? How, how's this happened? Yeah. Instead of going straight to what can we fix this with, you know? Yeah. The, or, or or to blame, you know? That's yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, I used fantastic. to work in the corporate world, right? Yeah. And of course, you know, the the immediate any crisis was there. You know, immediately involved uh, a room full of blokes who uh, were sitting down with the essential task of finding out who to blame first. Right? <laughs> Um, We're good at that, aren't we? It's a it's a human trait, right? right? We yeah. have a negativity bias because of our uh, evolution, our process of you know, sort of um, cultural and physical evolution in, involved the people who were most anxious, yep. right? In in the in our uh, origin mm-hmm. story, were the ones who got to reproduce because the people who were pretty chill ended up getting eaten. All right. Okay. You know, yeah. Like um, survival of the fittest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's actually survival of the jumpiest, right? The most aware, the most uh, uh, anxious or cautious yeah. in in those days, because there were you know, genuine threats, right? You know, um, things killed you uh, quite happily. Mm. So, and it was interesting because someone asked me, "Well, were all the cavemen ne- neurotic?" Right? Were they all, you know, suffering deep depression and anxiety? And they were, you know, like it, it's it's a reasonable question, but it's pretty clear that when you have a real threat, mm. you're on, mm. you have a threat response, mm. and when you're when that threat goes away, you either you know stick a spear in it or run away mm. fast enough, yeah. right? Or it grabs you near the but bloke who's not as fast as you, and he yeah. goes off and t- drags him <laughs> off to eat, right? The threat's over, so the caveman could go back to the cave and say, hey. You know, I, I you know, dodged a tiger, and everyone pat him on the back, sit down, have a have a mammoth steak, and enjoy the fire, mm-hmm. right? So, our our human uh, physiology, our neurophysiology, is designed to um, switch on for a threat, yeah. Meet meet the threat either through our processes of fight, flight, freeze, yeah. and appease, 
um, and then switch off mm. and allow the you know, normal everyday functionings, and uh, which involves the repair process. Right. Because post-threat, the body's got some clean-up to do. Yeah. yeah. And the mind has the, some clean-up to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, in, modern, in the modern world, mate, people take your car keys and drive and forget about you know it's the end of the world yeah you've got deadlines <laughs> and you know, you've got you know radio shows to get to and stuff well you know i guess i probably would have been much worse years ago than than now you know i remember um i remember a time as a, a young upstart estate agent and i had to meet uh this client um mr farrah was his name and mr farrah had seven or eight properties so he was a, he was one of our larger clients yeah, as a landlord yeah. and i'd gone to the bank i had to say at 11, 11 o'clock appointment i'd gone to the bank this is a great little story for the listeners too there's some consequences that come with this and when i'd gone into the bank i'm parked out the back and i'm not i'm in a normal car park which is for the banking you know uh, customers and i come out so i've got 10 minutes to get two minutes around well yeah five minutes around the corner in the car I come out and there's a car parked behind me. I'm 19 mm. and I've never had to meet a client like Mr. Farrah yet. Okay, nine properties and pretty oh, big, you know, yeah, yeah. A, a customer of ours. And I panicked. So I went back into the bank. I went to the chemist. I went to the other bank. Mm. I went to six shops at DY and no one, said, no one knew who owned this car. Mm. So when I went back out, I noticed that the back door of this car, this is back in 1992 or something, was unlocked. So I jumped inside the car, released the handbrake. Thank God this thing was a manual. And I rolled the car back as best I could because the steering wheel locked into a spot which didn't bother anyone else. But what I didn't realise at the time, someone saw me doing it and then get in my car and they took my number plate. So I've gone to see Mr. Farrell and I've made it on time. Like, you know, you can imagine the stress we're talking about now, right? And I get there and Mr. Farrell does the inspect. He's happy. It's the first time he's seen this new place. He's got it and he's going to rent it out. And I get back to the office and there's two police officers <laughs> in the office wow. talking to my boss, Steve Doyle. Wow. And, um, and uh, yeah, so they sat me down and, and they were talking immediately, uh, illegal use of a vehicle, break and enter, all of these things. And I immediately, I'm four months into a career of real estate. Yeah, any 19-year-old give a limb to have the opportunity and, and I just broke down. I, I, I completely broke down in tears. I was, and I didn't deny any of it. No. I, I was remorseful. I explained yeah. the situation. I said I panicked. I went into the bank for this client and everything else. I said, and as it's turned out, the good thing is we're probably going to have the client, but we're not going to have me. <laughs> and and this was back in the day, I guess, where the cops didn't have to sort of so much go by the book, you yeah. know. Yeah. But the, the copper gave me a stern, and he gave me a perfect example of you know, what could happen, you know, if someone else gets in that car, your fingerprints on it, something, you know, he's given me a a massive, like consequential drama to a story. And thankfully I was, I was given the okay. And, you know, I, I offered to call the owner of the car to apologize. Um, you know, and I guess you know, even looking, we shouldn't have parked back in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I couldn't, you know, I knew that that was not the response to give at the time. Thankfully, so it was, it, was, it was probably very grateful I had that skill at the time to not sort of blame and, you know, play. Which is a very good example. Like, you're like, one of the areas, you know, whether fight, uh, you know, it's interesting I, when I said fight, flight, freeze, freeze and peace, right? You know, 
a PEAS is known as fawn or it's known as um, compliance, right? Sure. So, you know, it's used in, it has different words used. In many ways, that's a modern addition, right? It was added yeah. to the understanding of the threat process. That's more and more part of our response to threats, the threat of the okay. you know, police stopping you or, sure. you know, that is a workplace uh, yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Because it's in our best interest sometimes to choose not to fight or fly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Thing. And you know, that's a perfect illustration. Mm. You chose to, to appease mm-hmm. the... The first thing that happens in me, right, because I'm in, uh, at the moment I'm in battle mode is like those coppers are out of line, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know... I was outnumbered, number one. Yeah, yeah. But the 19-year-old sitting down who in his work environment, you know, with a series of coppers, that's a perfect strategy for survival and and moving forward. What is interesting, though, is a 19-year-old in your situation, you know, you Mm. broke down and and that's the overwhelming nature of that threat for you, not able to cope with it, having a series of programs that talk about your compliance Doing the right thing, yeah. or, you know, or immediately going to the ultimate consequence as well. Absolutely, and and the coppers just outrageously loaded you. Yeah. Like that's going to make a difference, yeah. right? Yeah. Like mm. you're going to learn from, from yeah. the threats that are being made, future paced, mm. right? And then as a consequence, I, I would imagine that a 19 year old in your circumstance has very little strategy to get rid of that. Absolutely. It's a, it's a pretty tumultuous sort of era to go through, isn't it? That 16 to 19. Oh, yeah. I was just immediately remorseful. You know, I, was, I was remorseful at the yeah. time, pushing the car back. You know, and, and I, I don't know, looking back, maybe at the time I weighed up the options between the two, lose the client. Yeah, well, well absolutely, but you couldn't anyway. contemplate losing, <laughs> losing the client because, was, you know, the, your priorities. But what decision would you make now? I'd probably make the same. Same. I'd, yeah. I'd probably make the same. I, I, you know, like there'd be no harm to the car. There'd be no harm to anybody. There'd be a um, different rationale. Sure. Right. The different set of priorities. Sure. But that's still a reasonable. I'd have a mobile option. phone today as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So I could call the client. You that's know. That's true. And maybe even looking back then, I may have been able to call the office from the bank, yeah. get someone else. Who knows? You know, you think about that stuff. Well, so that's, that's experience. a classic that's... case of, because you were threat on threat. Yeah. You broke down. I would suspect you broke down because of the build-up of, yeah. of those circumstances. Because sure. we, all, all blokes, um, male organism is a really resilient and powerful, like really strong Mm. organism right now this this sense of blokes in a crisis now mm. but those crises don't involve all males like you know are just walking along waiting to blow up like a time bomb right Our guys have a whole bunch of resources around holding sh- stuff together right yeah they already possess them mm. what what's happening now is just a great illustration in your story mm. right as a young bloke you're right you, your resources read out yeah Right, you had the the stress of a new client, yep. new job. Mm. Right, then you were in a circumstance where you know all this mm. sort of urgent mm. stress loaded in, mm. and it's called an allostatic load. Right, which is a neuroscience point of view. It's yeah. our brain. We adapt to the circumstances to keep our balance. That's what allostasis is. Okay. Right, and um, when when stuff keeps happening that, that requires us to be flexible and adaptive and and, and resilient, mm. right? That builds up a load, oh. right? An allostatic load. And they co- we, I, we call it the allostatic bucket, right? Which oh. overflows. Oh, yeah. And that's when you freak out. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. So you you went in, you know, you, all of these things were building up as a 19-year-old. Then you had that sort of crisis moment that loaded a whole bunch of stuff on. You did something, and then the police walked yeah, in. Yeah. You know, like the, the meeting, the police, it all loaded up. And I, what is interesting is that breakdown at that moment, right? Perfectly well, understandable. Well, it's a snap, isn't it? We're talking it about is. rage, road rage yeah, or something. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's a snap. But no one would see that as something that would trigger a supportive response at oh. that time. Okay. You know, like, yeah, 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 okay. you know, people yeah. wouldn't come up and say, mate, that's perfectly normal, that mm. response, right? Mm. The mm. coppers might have looked, you know, like there's a sense of stigma and shame. I can mm. imagine some people might have turned away from you, yeah. losing it, yeah. right? Yeah. Some of the blokes might have looked down in their nose at you, yeah. right? Um, and some of the older men might have come up and said, come on, pull yourself together, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. You know, some of that stuff might have gone yeah. on, all sure. of which was about shutting down. Yeah what was really necessary for you to clean out that stream. Yeah. It was an immediate release. Yeah. When you your bucket's full yeah. and Something's unless you give. do something about it, yeah. right? You know it's going to you're going to have other yeah. issues popping yeah. up, yeah. right? Because when we do not deal with stuff, yeah. uh, we survive, mm. but we actually Add it's like uh, the the um, fines in the SDRO, you know, the okay, State yeah, Department of Revenue. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you don't pay your parking fine, yeah, it turns in. You know, it gets sixty admin, gets to yeah. eighty, eighty gets to one forty. Then they then, and yeah. next thing you know, you owe five hundred bucks and your license is it's suspended. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's exactly like that. Yeah, you know, if you yeah. don't attend to it, it get, it builds. Always said that about the ATO. You know, everybody thinks they're the worst in the world. I've I've, I've had a few tax issues over the years, but every time I call the ATO, they go, "Okay, I'll give you six months." The ATO are brilliant. Yeah, aren't they wonderful? I, I've I had think some wonderful I, experiences with them. I think because, like, here's a classic case: mm. you 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 work with uh, some organisations like Centrelink. Yeah. Right, those people are under stress constantly. Yeah, sure. Right, and they yeah. are almost, you know, they're shut down. Mm, mm. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I'm generalising, so apologies to the guys who are really working hard and doing a wonderful job connecting. But yeah. the experience often for people coming into that is, you know, the people who are already in there are in PTSD, right? Yeah, so, sure. you, know, yeah. you know, it's very different. Well, they're doing three people's job, aren't they, really? And, you know, like resourcing mm. and imagine the impact of dealing with the worst story you've heard mm, mm. and you do do that seven times a day five days a week yeah yeah right it's gonna have yeah. an impact on you oh yeah so those people have almost built walls some um uh, you know some people have told me that there is very little support for people yeah. in that front line absolutely right? so but the ato they get mm. bad stories and so on. They don't deal with that front line people every day. No. So when they do, their their mission's different. Their mission yeah. is to prove the people's attitudes wrong. Right, right, right. Okay, because they're not uh, they're not in appease or stress, stress. or fight or yeah. flight. Mm. They're actually got an opportunity. They have it. Yeah. So you get out, amazing mm. outcomes from yeah. talking to ATO yeah. people. Yeah, it's just about it's just communication, really, isn't it? You know, like as you said, and that, load, that, stress, yeah. the impact of stress, yeah. And and I, 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 my heart goes out to both both of them. First, yeah. working with you know, the type. hey, listen, I wanted to to talk about something. Yeah, um, we uh, said goodbye to my uncle yesterday, Jeffrey Watson. He's a, a returned serviceman for the um, New Zealand Navy, and uh, it was a, it was a terrific nod yesterday to beautiful. to send him I'm off. Sorry for your loss. Mate. Hey, cheers, man. He was um, well, he's out of pain. He was the last couple of weeks have been horrible for yeah. him. He's cancer. Yeah. 
And and I wanted to talk about his wife and two sons, my auntie and two cousins. Yeah. And because Jeff very gifted in many ways through sport and through business, and I guess. Served, and, and obviously. Yeah, and yeah, served yeah. in success. And yeah. and when Carolyn got up first, my auntie, she spoke about his success. You know, the youngest player at the time, at yeah. thirteen years of age, get a hole in one and yeah. went through the navy with, you know, yeah. all glowing lights and became a very good squash player and, you know, great mind for rugby and coaching and and all of these successes, which is really 80% of what our fathers give to us, is that it's about your success. So, like it's a role model? It's image. Yeah. Okay, so it's Im- So you say, hey, you're a Spillane. Yeah. You know, we're going out today, you're Spillane. There's a legacy of generational Exactly. Identity. But a lot of the time, I don't know what he really means. Like, I dress better or... And then my cousin got up, and, and this was a, a really tough moment for him. I mean, he's gone through a marriage breakdown. He's not seeing his kids as much. It's a tough time. Yeah. And he got up, continued on from Carolyn. And I thought, I wonder if, and we touched on this last week, if he's going to bring up some good core values. And whether that was judgmental at the time or something, or was it because of what I do, what we do, I was I was actually really overwhelmed um, that he started to say things like it wouldn't matter what the situation was, my father could always try and find a positive in it. Yeah, right. And the last conversation I had, yeah. the the Pumas, the Argentinians beat the Wallabies a couple yeah. of weeks ago, yeah. and I said, "Hey, what about the game?" And he, you know, and Eddie Jones copying it left, right, and centre, coach of the Wallabies, and he's not won a game, right? And he says, and he's a Kiwi. My uncle, and he says, Brad, they are the fittest team in the world. They are the fittest team. We can come up and say they've got injuries. Every team's got injuries, but they will click. And they just went down in the last minute, really, last week against the All Blacks. It was a massive, massive turnaround from the week before. But to talk about those values that he said at the time, instead of all all the success or all his achievements. Which aren't values, really, are they? No, no. It's, it's what's behind yeah. that achievement no, or right. what he's used to get to those things. And I said Or to even him, just good luck. Yeah, or it could well be. You know, exactly. Like, you know, people, people get stuff. It, well, you could have inherited a lot of money and got a bit... Well, for whatever reason. Exactly. And then he's... My younger cousin, his younger brother, Toots, Terry, and they might be listening, uh, got up and continued on from that. And Terry talked about some of the skills that he taught mm. him to become a good salesman. Wow. To go around, phone calls and cold calls are one thing. Go and look at people in the eye. Yeah. Sit down, ask them about their families. And all of these things where you're not asking for them to give you something, you're showing an interest in them. Yeah. And when Terry was articulating this, you know, I was sitting there and, I, and here I was, he's his older cousin, you know, eight years, six, five years, whatever, older. I was just so overwhelmed, you know, listening to both, and they're both up there together. So I'll just say kudos, Glenn and Terry, and to you, Carolyn. Um, a wonderful send-off. Mm. But I wondered, and we sort of touched on that last week with Bluey. Mm. We go, let's get behind the ego and let's talk yeah. about, which is a big issue for us as blokes. Now, Absolutely. when how do, are these two things that I'm saying related? Of course they are, in the sense that um, why are we struggling 
to do that? Like, why, why is it that when we're going out or we're going to the barbecue and someone is asking us how it is and we've heard all the other people and the last thing we want to do is say, it looks like my job's on the line. I'm not going well. Yeah. Things are t- and this is the perfect opportunity to get the support of these guys instead of yeah. feeding them what they think, what you think they might want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Mate, that's beautiful. Um, it's a bit over the place, I apologise. But, no, but no, you're on, no, you've no, got no, my... I love it. I love the uh, idea of, um, you know, of t- discussing something that's intrinsic to how we live, mm. right, based on your experience of farewelling, you know, basically yeah. the death of your uncle. Because mm. right? that's a time where, we've, where we're looking at, you know, you know what is important. Because mm. a eulogy is a... It's a sacred ritual that passes on, mm. that reviews, collates mm. the lessons of that person's life. Celebrates. And, men, and, and yeah. hands them. Now, the celebration is something we get when we realise that that person really did have wisdom and understanding and care, right? Yeah. We celebrate the great things that that person was able to pass on to us. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's yeah. why I, I, we talk about celebration at a funeral, mm. because the loss is grief isn't necessarily about missing the person. Mm. You know, there are many times in a person's life where they go away and we don't grieve. Yeah. You know, we miss. We're sad they're not there, but we expect them. Oh, back, okay. Yeah, right? yeah, we... Grief is about what's broken down in my life uh, as a consequence of that person no longer being there. Uh, there's some yeah, theory, yeah. you know, some people will say, yeah, you know, yeah, that's something with you know, it's based on research and some isn't, right? But, um, you know, it's just based on my experience. But the important, that's why I believe a eulogy is so important. Mm. And it's, mm. it sounds like a wonderful opportunity for, your, for good men mm. who are the legacy of your uncle's life, yeah. his sons, mm. to get up and to talk about something that is you know intrinsic to being a good bloke which mm. is the values mm. we use to make the decisions yes that lead to the outcomes of life sure because uh, outcomes are a, a subject of where you are and what mm. happens to you you know mm. you could win a lottery um, lose it use it you know ignore it whatever you know, it. Yeah. yeah and lottery can be money property mm. family inheritance whatever it yeah. is um, it's what you do based on the decisions you make, which are based on your values. Yeah, mm. and I love that. I love that. Well, the, I the love ca- that man. The catalog, That's perfect. The catalog of his values yeah. that your that your cousins yeah. gave to the gathering. Yeah, right. That's the most important legacy. That's his most important yeah. inheritance. Yeah, right. He's handed that back to the community and yeah. says, if you value this man's life. Then use these, his values. Yeah, right? that's and that is that is ultimately it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 and I, I always feel sad when I yeah. when I'm at a funeral, and not just because of the funeral, yeah. but if the leg if the eulogy doesn't do what I think justice to the individual, yeah, I always feel like there's an opportunity lost. I feel yeah. almost like, uh, you know, I sh- there sh- it's necessary to yeah. speak that man's life. Yes, to yeah. the heavens. Yeah. You know, almost like you know, this is you know, record this as part of his um, of his story, right? But um, yeah, I, no, no can, well can, said, man. That's all, yeah. Well, can I talk a little bit about values? Let's, I, let's do that. That's why I wanted to, to wow. bring, bring it up, man. Because we we talk, they're, they're, it's such a motherhood word, right? Mm. And it has lots of meanings, right? Sure. 
Um, the meaning I want to you know, sort of share with you and that what I think you were telling us about, mm. the meaning is that it's, it's, what's, what, um, it's how we review the world. So values are the, are the meaning we make of the experiences of life. Yes, okay. Mm. And then we give it a priority. Right. So when you say, I have, this is a value of mine, what you're saying is, mm. this is the top value of mine or a high value of mine, right? right? Because uh, the top few values really dominate our decision-making practice. Mm. Mm. And how it works is mm. beliefs are things we know to be true and that can be given to us. Sure. Like, you know, culture, religion, sure. you know, our parents. But values are what, how we work the world out. Now, that'll be influenced by all of those things, you sure. know, culture, religion, parents, whatever. Because, we, you know, we see values in action in other people mm. and we decide whether that's important or not mm. we also mm. decide you know we also bump into things mm. right in life right so you get as a 19 year old mm. you were given a big values lesson mm. in your you know in the car park at mm. dy right mm. what are my values and you had to make some decisions about sure. what's important to me mm. and you did you mm. made a decision i, I think that's a fair call because mm. you mm. made a decision that my commitment to that um, to that work-related mm. appointment is more important. Is more paramount than mo- yeah than, than someone's you know right to privacy in their car. Sure, mm. right, and that's a fair call. That, mm. You know what else are you going to do? But that was based entirely mm. on your values mm. Mm. at the time. Mm. They may be different now, mm. but we just I asked you the question, and you said I'd probably do I, the same. I, I probably do, and I probably yeah going back maybe I, for different reasons. Yeah. But. And I, and I had no doubt at the time knew that what I was doing was going to probably could have a consequence. I didn't think it would, but yeah. I knew it could. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and so we, you, you're right. You make that decision. You do. Based on that. Yeah. yeah. And that's what values are for. And I think some of the values of the influence that my parents or my schooling or my upbringing gave was perhaps to do with the response I gave to the police at the time as well. Absolutely. Right? Because yeah. our values are, a, are constantly tested. Mm. Mm. and adjusted sure right sometimes very rarely discarded particularly if they're mm. early values right mm. you know values around relationship and self-worth are often mm. um, driven yeah. by early childhood experiences and they're very difficult to shift sometimes yeah. often they're not very helpful yeah you know because we're watching the world mm. Uh, mm. in a very you know um, innocent kind of mm. way we're just downloading mm. something and sometimes we're seeing what we're seeing isn't really resourceful Mm. but you know mm. that's uh, that you know that's why therapists exist but um <laughs> you know the whole process of values is so important and i talk from a man's frame but yeah. that's because that's who i am and that's who i talk to most but um it, it, it values is a mm. uh, is a non-gendered mm. concept right mm. sure but so when we when we encounter stuff right we go okay that has a meaning let me make that a meaning of it Within you know the the programs that run in my head, so you know religion, cultural, education, whatever, all those elements that that determine how I see the world. That's uh, so I, I I then shifted out. I said that means what's important to me is looking after family or sure. or um, being available in this space or you know exercising this emotion this way. Sure. Right. So you know we could use a very simple. Um, Option say how I operate say in sales right yeah, sure. so you know that, that early nineteen year old um, you valued your integrity mm. right if we if we look back at why you decided to get into the car yeah 
to meet an appointment that you were freaking out about. Mm. What was driving that? What was the what was the purpose in in moving the car? I I, I didn't want to let the black down. First of all, it, it wasn't so much letting the client down; it was letting my boss down, or you know, yeah. it, it, it's it, and and the purpose and the of not letting your boss down. What was that? Oh, I was letting myself down as well. And when you, know? you when you say that, right, yeah. that, that's connecting to something. Yeah. Letting yourself down. What 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 is what is what is that emotion? Oh, I guess it's uh, this this is shame. There's some there's some guilt and shame in that. There's, so. You, you were operating to to avoid being you know, to deal with that guilt or shame. You did not want to be shamed. The, by your the wife. consequence of that, yeah. any I'd probably do anything and everything to not absolutely. And what we feel have, that. I mean, what we'll we have, have that. yeah, what we have there is a is a shadow value. Okay, because you're moving away from something, so you're making a decision to avoid something. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, if you were if you were um, making a decision based on a value of integrity, mm. right. That sense of standing up, going, look, I've made a promise to my boss, mm. and I'm going to keep mm. that, mm. right? And it, that's so important, and so mm. you know, thank you for sharing that because it's not no, easy, no. Yeah. right? Because our shadow values are something mm. that's ingrained in us equally. Yeah. Because sometimes we look at a situation in life, mm. and we get a mess, a warning out of it, yeah. Yeah. not a, not a, not a, um, not a uh, sense of. You know, oh, that's going to help me, but oh, wow, I need to avoid that hurting me. Yeah. Ah, yeah. And that is becomes a shadow value. Right. Right. We don't talk about that very often, but it's just, it's massively powerful. So that as a young, you know, last week we mentioned young blokes going a bit off the rails. Sure. Yeah. They're making decisions, Mm. and they're making decisions based, I think, on shadow values. Ah. Right. No one cares about me, so yeah. I need to avoid seeming to care about mm. things. Mm. So how do I do that? Mm. Right? Well, I stick my finger in the face of request or politeness yeah. or civility oh, or authority. Right? Yeah. Mm. Because they're not given a we're not they're not given a an opportunity to understand what's more important is mm. to be a you know caring. What's more important is to be Authentic. What more? What's more important is to be loving, mm. Mm. right? Yeah. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going through a situation. You know, recently with my son. You know, yeah. I'm thinking about a number of things. Absolutely. Yeah. That is so pertinent to a lot of what's going on. So, what know? do we do with values, right? The question yeah. is, you know, we're going to make decisions based yeah. on it. Most of those decisions for mod, for modern blokes is un, are unconscious because we don't check in on our values. We don't say, hey, my values are family, so I've got a decision at work. I'm spending more time at work than with my family. How does that fit with my value of family? Mm-hmm. Right, well, you know, provision, yeah, that's important, but, you know, my kids also need quality time. How can I balance that? Mm-hmm. Sacrifices have got to be made somewhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That importance of that sacrifice, those decisions... Mm-hmm. When you don't know your values or you're not aware of them, mm. right? You you can easily choose saying, "Well, I, you know, I know that I have to earn a wage, and I know that's important to my family. So I'm serving. I feel like I'm serving my family by hey. spending all my time at work." But if 
but that isn't really his value. Yeah. His value is caring for his family, not providing for them. Mm. Right, and the family require care that is only available by him spending time with to, them. Exactly. Mm. So, in fact, he ends up setting up what they call a, a values, myth, uh, you know, dissonance, a values conflict. Mm. Mm. Right, and that values conflict, I can tell you, will kill you eventually. Mm. A, a man will will break yeah. down, will respond because. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when he's living away from the things that he he oh, internally yeah. understands are important to him, yeah. right? Yeah. He's basically you know rationalising yeah. a choice that he doesn't want to make every yeah. time. Yeah. How often can you do that without having to pay the cost? Oh, yeah, it's 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 go off any time. I can tell it? you, go off any time. I can tell you, you know that um, thousands of men. Um, every year end up resolving that by choosing to suicide to, that, that's right right yeah. and thousands of Cause, cause thousands of men every year tens of thousands of men every year choose to break down or take a avoid that shame yeah or you know well, you'll, you'll yeah. be a part of a you know avoid attending to relationships or mm. avoid tending to mm. responsibilities mm. social and, and mm. community based ones mm. or personal Self care, mm. so you know, to you know, the the release or the soothe, mm. soothing mm. nature of alcohol and drug mm. addiction mm. and you mm. know other sort of unproductive. It's it's, it's it's interesting. You know, I had a similar discussion with another mate that's here, and I'll say his name, Adam Reeves. Rick, he's come on the show once before, and I, I you know I really admire Adam. Um, you know, the, uh, you know, he had some substance issues at the age of 18, 17, as a teenager, 19. And he took himself into rehab mm. at the time. Meanwhile, and I, and I said this to, there was five of us standing mm. around. I said, and I just, you know, paid kudos to him to say, you know, at the time, and I looked at Danny and I looked at Glenn and, you know, and, and Keith and I said, you know, all of us at the time thought how much he was missing out. Yeah. All of those years of his sobriety through yeah. his 20s, all of his 20s years and most through his 30s, he, he's missed out. Yeah. That's, and that was immediately what we thought. What fools we were. Tip obviously didn't know the, yeah. you know, what now in your late 40s or mid 40s in their case. But, you know, I said to him, I said, Rick, I see you, you've got a lot on your mind, man. And he's in a highly stressed, he's a, an estate agent, he does project marketing off the plan stuff. So, and his father is very unwell. And I said, Rick, and he got, he, he got to it before I even brought it up. Mm. You know, he said, like, when Roy goes, I'm going to give it up. I'm going to put it away. And I said, man, you know, kudos. And I said to him, you name me one bloke over the age of 50 in real estate that's not stuffed. And I ran through it all, you know, and I, I brought up names, you know, of guys yep. that have heart attacks, they've lost marriages, they're, yep. they're dead, yep. their life's over, they're, they're they run away. suicide, they've yep. run away. And everything that they've, that they chose for that career for has been left behind. The wife, the kids, yeah. the mortgage, everything, the life. Yeah. You know, I said, there's only very few, and I can only name you one. This guy goes to the gym five days a week. Yeah. He works on his marriage seven days a week. He works individually with his daughter and son. Yeah. He's a machine. And I don't have those skills. And if we're honest with each other, you don't either, Rick. You know, and he knows that. Yeah. You know, still, he's able to go and see his son's recital or whatever he did yesterday, left the funeral early. But what's more important? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's so true. And uh, what's interesting is 
where values lead you, mm. right, for a bloke is when you become aware of the of the requirement to know your values, yeah. right, you get a choice then to, to start living them, right? So mm. a quick a quick matrix if I if you want. Yeah, man. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. So this is based on a theory about the um, basically the hierarchy of human you know requirements, right? So um, a level four activity is something that's that that is not good for us, doesn't feel good, and isn't good for the world. Okay. So there are a bunch of things that aren't good for us that we still do, like addiction. You know, will often yeah. end up in that space. Mm. Level three, we call the hobby stage, right? So you enjoy it, right? But it's not really adding much to your life apart from a bit of fun, and it's Killing not really, time. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not really Game. adding anything to yeah. the, you know, to the, you know, to the support of the world. And I would put, um, you know, most games I'm bad at in that mm. space, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, golf for me is level four, but it sounds like yeah. a lot of blokes have it as a level three, right? right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Level two is uh, is a essentially uh, what I call a training phase, right? So when you take on a commitment, that's a good thing, right? Mm. And if you mm. work hard to master it, mm. right, you're actually doing something that's good, that's good for you and good for the world. Mm. Uh, it mm. may not feel great, though. So for me, going to the gym, getting up mm. to go to the gym is not good. Walking out is, you know, is is it feels great, right? Yeah. yeah. And that takes us to a training phase, takes us to a level one activity, which is it's good for you, mm. feels good, mm. and it's good for the world. Uh, the, you know, a measure of our quality of life could be the number of level one activities we have in our in our lives, our daily activity. You know, what am I doing? And the thing about anything feeling good or thing about it, making a commitment to something because it will feel good, right. like a ma- developing mastery, okay. is you have to know what feels good. Ah, okay. And you have to know what is purpose, right? You have to know how it's good for you and how it's good for the world. Sure. Right? That's right. in Jap- Japanese, they call that the, a concept called ikigai, right? Okay. Which is like purpose matches productivity matches uh, altruism like so yeah. you know it's good for what, others what we can do right? for others yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. matches joy right so mm. it's like this this model that says if you can find the you know operate in the middle uh, you know where all of those things cross you are in a state of ikigai which is like per, you know a, a balance. wonderful balance yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so real estate is interesting mm. what is we we're valuing the external outcomes of this, mm. which is mm. you know money. You know, I, I met a bloke who just starting real estate. He was totally focused on oh, no. uh, his measure yeah. of 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 what he wanted to do was getting his Mercedes. Mm. Mm. I said, "Well, I'm starting to sell house. I'm going to buy Mercedes." His marriage broke up. Uh, yeah, yeah, and but he yeah, had the Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going, it's okay, it's, it's right? Just, so you got what you thought you, you wanted. How's that going for you, right? <laughs> He's not tapping into the values. That's, that's what we talked about yesterday, yeah. Rick. So your behavior is a direct result of your values, right? Mm. Behavior is the external manifestation of your mm. values. When your behavior doesn't reflect your top values, you're not doing level one stuff. No, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and so how do we manage that? Well... Guess what? The old, the old, in the old times, they had what they called a, a K 
code, right? Like mm. chivalry, mm. Bushido, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the warrior's code, the monk's code, the Freemason's code, whatever it was. That got corrupted. Blokes now say, oh, you, I can't follow a code because yeah. that's not, you know, like, you know, that's extreme. And there are extreme yeah. codes, but we know now because we're aware, we're conscious and we're, you know, working our values out. You can work your own code you can develop your own spillos on a code yeah. that says, I'm going to be a real estate agent, but I'm I'm going to treat it like a relationship, not mm. a sale. Mm. And I'm going to worry about their needs, not mine. Mm. And my the thing I get out of it is family time, nurturing my kids, working for the community, mm. you know, not a Mercedes. Mm. Does that make sense? Uh, it makes perfect sense. And it brings me back to the guy that has all those things in order because he commits individually to those values or he knows decisions. What, he knows what, what is important to him mm. and then he goes out and he does it in the yeah. world. Mm. He spends his time doing what's important. Now, if love is a, or honesty or family or you know, community or mm. you know, integrity, if they're values... Mm. How do they manifest in your life? How do you have a behaviour that tells the world integrity is important to me or family is important to me? Mm. And if if you ask that question, um, good, mm. and you get a tick, great. If mm. you ask that question, then you go, well, that I'm not. You have to make up some sort of torturous kind of justification. Mm. Mm. You're probably not in a good in the space that's going to be long term. Mm sustainable for your mental health you'll survive yeah. you may even thrive materially mm. Mm. i'd imagine there are plenty of rich blokes we know of who's you know you know their family life looks like a like a dog's you know, breakfast yeah world war Two mm. battle it's about balancing it and working on it and placing it in as you say the icky guy you know working through each one of them and joining them together with a absolutely a center core really and and Underpinning all of this yeah. is the need for insight, right? Mm. How do you work out your values? How do yeah. you understand what's important to you? How do you develop them, um, and how do you check your behaviours and ensure that they're you know matching your you know your values mm. code or match? You know how do you understand how you feel and what resources you have, strengths mm. and talents, and how do you define what is a light value versus a shadow value you know like mm. all of that requires you to sit down and do the work yeah absolutely right absolutely and we touched on that in the car yeah you know it's this isn't a uh, you can't sign up <laughs> to a two-day course yeah. and expect the journey to be over yeah. right that's the beginning yeah. of a journey yeah. right you can't go to a workshop and walk out with everything sorted mm. you mm. can't start a process when you hit a, a tough patch or even mm. rock bottom Mm, mm, and expect mm. then that period of a couple of weeks of getting some support or talking it out or whatever will be the solution. That's the beginning of giving you back a bit of control, Mm, mm. a bit of, you know, a breathing space, like you calm down, like Mm. you you took that breath and calmed down, you're somatically connected, but unless you then follow up with a program of changing your fundamental programs... Mm which is the work a bloke needs to do. Yeah. And it involves both your own practice and checking in, getting support, 
um, getting some backup get, and having a continued experience of uh, of working this out and checking and bouncing it off other yeah, cause, wise cause men. comes in and you think you've got all the answers. You can work all this out. I can manage all of this. When ultimately, you know, perhaps some people can. I'm, I'm not one of those people that I need no, someone I'm not aside with me yeah. to work it out with. Or... You know, I have some enormous strengths, but there are some areas where I'm absolutely shit out. Um, excuse me, French. That's absolutely. And, and so to have someone message, along with yeah. you in that journey, yeah. be it a wife, partner, father, or son, whatever. Yeah, so important. Or therapist, or yeah, coach, absolutely. or whatever. You know, yeah. or even a great mate yeah. who yeah. shares the journey. Mm. I, I, we used to, you know, in the old days, the council of elders was oh, yeah, like we a broad circle. Twelve of us sitting yeah. around. Just, yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, we. That that ancient wisdom, right? That mm. ancient practice mm. that involves the utilization of wisdom. We need to, you know, we, we need to understand. We have to find our own circles of elders. Right? Mm. And, and and I say that like it sounds like, you know, give me a drum and a and a, <laughs> you know, and a and a, a you know a, a leather a, le- a woven leather vest, yeah. right? Yeah. But no, no. This is like if you want to be a great businessman, mm. I. An ethical businessman, a businessman that will not only leave a legacy of, of of money, but will leave a legacy of 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 loyalty, of support, of community growth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If that's if that's who you are, then you should be tapping into the council of elders. Right. Mm. You mm. should be working this as saying, hey, I want to know what's important, how I can fit my business into sure. a, into a. a framework that supports the people I care about yeah yeah and that that should be a that should be a you know a a collaborative process Mm. um and how do you do that well you you won't start to open up the first you learn some basic connection and and communication tactics Mm. you know uh, our fathers didn't have them Mm. What, and that's what, what I was saying, you know, yeah. for Glenn and, and, and Terry and I, you know, it, it, for our, our fathers, it was, hey, it's it's how you appear, it's how you look, it's how you present, yeah. it's and they and that's eighty percent of, which it's some of it is, but absolutely, it's not to be ignored. It's it's, it's not no, no, but it, you know, like is it is it the is it the the, the it's not making me a good listener. Yeah, it's not teaching it? me how to accept or pay respect to somebody giving me a compliment which we've talked about it doesn't talk about you know your, your core values well what's behind the, the curtain with that that's all it is it's- oh absolutely and and uh, so I, my, my thoughts just recently is about how i want to let every bloke off the hook mm. they're not doing anything wrong mm. right in us is a, um, a natural and supernatural desire to be better yeah oh of course Right? Yeah, we seek the higher in ourselves, in others, mm. in the world, in 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 beyond the world, in the you know, in our spiritual understanding. Right, the higher power is a word that always resonates. Yeah, of course, we want to be the best before we even become good. Yeah, you and know? that best, you know, the, the the interesting thing is why, you know, why do shadow values develop? Yeah, it's because we our success criteria, our understanding of what is best, gets mm. messed up. It's just like somebody in the military or just saying the cops, you know, they go in there and there's a guy that's been a constable for eight years and they've got this cadet constable, he's in there and after six months he's gone into senior constable. Yeah. And the guy that's the constable says, I've been here eight years. Mm. What's You know, I've applied for this mm. position. I've done this. But he's completely forgetting the reasons as to perhaps why they've looked at this guy 
over that yeah. because he listens. He, he looks at all avenues of outcomes. Yeah. He then decides, and these are all great skills and values to have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I we love... just want that. We want to become that. You know, we want the three strides before we get the two. Well, yeah. you're doing yeah. the work. You're doing the well, That's right. Doing the work. We're talking about that earlier. Yeah, I love. Um, I love. There's a there was a YouTube clip and because uh, we see so often YouTube clips and you know we see yeah, evidence yeah, yeah. of yeah. power being abused. Sure. Right? Sure. Whether it's a policeman or a you know a politician or a businessman, right? You know. Yeah. And it's so rare it's, and so wonderful to see uh, when it's, you know, you get power being a servant. Right, yeah. Right? Because those two concepts are massive, right? Mm. Servant mm. leadership, servant um, power is about operating in, in service to the people yeah. who are getting life done. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a leader yeah, is yeah, servant yeah. to those who serve others. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. I watched a clip, a YouTube clip of a policeman and he was, he was, I forget what country it was, but it was like in stark contrast to some of the other clips yeah, that were yeah. out there about you know, blacks going negative. off. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. This policeman was de-escalating. He was like a magician. Yeah. De-escalating a, young, a group of young people yeah. in a violent situation. He just, like his energy and his com- connection and communication yeah. took it all down, right? Yeah. Uh, even to the point where the guy came up and gave, you know, said, "All right, I, you know, you've convinced yeah, me. I take me away." Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought, you know, like if we were able to do that, what a skill! What a skill! What, a what an impact on our community! Powerful, right? Skill. Mm. And and when when young blokes were, were seen, just how you know much power mm. can benefit instead of abuse. Mm. Right. What mm. choices do they then change? What shadow values are turn mm. into real values, into mm. light values? Mm. Yeah, I often refer to you see it with leaders in sport. When you know, and and I, I, I read all. You know, I captained my cricket team for seven years, and I was fortunate to win four or five premierships during that time. And I attribute a lot of that to some of the leadership skills that I read through the diaries of Ricky Ponting. Okay, mm. so. They're not these, these books. These are diaries. He did a World Cup diary. He did an Ashes diary. Um, th- th- this is the guy that got in a fight at the Bourbon and Beef Steak and six weeks later they made him captain of the country. So you imagine the controversy. the second most important role in the country next to the Prime Minister. But they saw in Ricky, he's a little bit rough around the edges. He's a diamond in the rough, really. But the way he was able to keep calm through many, many situations, although we see many times where he's not, was the reasons, I believe, that made the Australian cricket, the likes of passing on from border to tailor to war, the dominance that they were. They were able to keep calm and stick to their game plans. Mm. You know, McGrath didn't change his line and length when he was getting belted. He stuck at it. You know, Warren tried different things, but ultimately he stuck at his plan. He knew if he landed the ball in the foot, it was only a matter of time. Everyone had a number on it. They didn't panic. I love that... um that example, because that mm. was a powerful, um, you know, powerful period for Australian cricket. Mm. Of course, Ricky, Ricky Ponting and uh, and you know, well, we were surrounded you know, by some good players. It's yeah, a, and, and, and some great leaders. Right, Ponting yeah. was sandwiched by some great leaders sure. as well. But um, like, what was a, the supreme confidence of that Australian team mm. can only exist. Individuals can only be in their confidence, right, when they are served by their leaders. Leaders. Mm. Because otherwise, you know, if you have a boss that isn't, um, you know, 
doesn't have your back. Mm. You, you, you go back to being in that, you know, I do anything to avoid being in trouble. Yeah. There's no, that's not confidence. So Shane Warne's yeah. confidence where he just knew, like he, you know, you know he, how many blokes were his bunny, right? Mm. Some of the best batsmen in the world yeah. did not want to face Shane Warne. No, no. It was it, the, the fear. <laughs> Daryl Cullinan, poor bugger. Yeah, Cullen, yeah. like seriously, he's, he's, right? Yeah. You know, poor, you know, probably, he's, he's probably got PTSD today. He would have a, I think know, he a Shane Warne-induced crisis. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And... and but that confidence only existed in an environment where yeah. uh, great leadership allowed uh, yeah. you to build that security. Now, Warren was an extrovert, and yeah. you know that came out, and he yeah. had all those you know interesting characteristics that you know like good and bad. Yeah. But in terms of cricket, right, he was allowed to explore his full potential mm. as a player, mm. and that was the f- leadership that allowed him to do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that yeah. you saw that over and over again in that Through, team. Yeah, you know, yeah. come the time came the person who exp- who reached came another performance level. Yeah, because they got out of their comfort zone, and not once. Yeah, many, not once. Many, many, over many and over times and over, again. over again. They were the untouchables. It's like the old saying: you don't ever write off a champion, do you? You know, no. Uh, and, and the interesting thing is, you know, I go way back to I remember as a young bloke watching Kim Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. Fail and fail and yeah. fail and thirteen innings you know, in and a row. And cry yeah. on television, yeah. right? Which was like, you know, that was a massive know, in the that was Man. that was more of a controversy than fine cotton. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> at that period in time, same time too. But at the same, you know, like wow, what a you know, what an incredibly brave and courageous mm. leadership, mm. right? You know, um, but um, I, I hear got that lots of. People like Len Pascal, you know, I've known Len for a number of years, had him come do presentation nights for us who are cricket clubs and who speak so highly of Kim. Yeah. And and I, I hear Kim still talk, do ABC grandstand in cricket at times, oh, particularly wow. at home. And he's just got a terrific understanding of the nurturing of the game. And when I say that, what's what the intricacies that go on behind decisions that are made on the field. Like we, you know, and meanwhile, every other commentator is saying, "Well, he's got nine men on the fence. How are we going? That's not our game plan. No. What's behind this?" I, absolutely, you know? I think Kim Hughes, and he, he's he's the ultimate optimist in many many ways. I, I think feel. Kim Hughes framed an era of Australian cricket leadership, right? That every you now every As industry we way. have, yeah, right? Perhaps. You know, I think you know his influence sure. carried through to you know to many. Yeah, you know, to many leaders, you know, we've had we've been blessed with some great captains, yeah. right, right up to now. Oh, absolutely. I think you know, I yeah. think the you know the current Ashes is a is a model. Oh, that was that was leadership. the greatest series I've seen. Yeah, you know, the car- yeah. model in leadership. Right? And 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 John, I was one of the many 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 mates of mine that didn't think Cummins was up for this. Yeah, being no, a bowler and yeah. and some of the decisions he made. Putting all these guys on the fence. Hang on, where's our game plan gone? What's happening? We've gone back there. You know, they didn't stick to it. But at the same time, he's not had the same blokes at the top of the order like Langer and Hayden. In, in, I mean, Warner. I do. How Warner gets picked, I don't know. He's a, What's he average? 13 in the UK, if that. Um, so, But he's got to manage those things. You know, so he's, and, you know weighing up everything. Yeah, he did exceptionally well. serving the team, yeah. right? And, and, and Warner may have a role. We're not watching. Yeah, yeah. Right? Which is like a classic. So Cummins is making a choice mm. based on, say, Warner's influence about, Which is what for Toby other said. blokes around yeah. him. 
being right. the senior player in the team, a fantastic slip fieldsman. You know he's not going to drop something. Encouraging, be... calming Absolutely. influence on young yeah. blokes. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I get uh, that. 100%. Yeah, I get that. But see, you know, what I... But the average... At... When I say the average bloke, we're reacting immediately on what's happening in front. Yeah. Yeah, not looking at what's going on. It's a, it's a yeah, good it's a, example. But, but this is happening in life. We're doing this every day. We're doing, it's a good example of, of the challenge with the car of behind the yeah, bank. Yeah, 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 and and all sorts of things. So you know, when you go, you know, you're dealing with bosses now. That it's like the you know the process of blokes being stressed about work and you know finances and, mm, and stuff. Mm, now, mm. this is happening, and, yeah. and it's the crisis. The people talk about the men's mental health crisis. Yeah. The crisis is. Not that this is happening because, like, our dads had to deal with war and depression and, sure. you know, the GFC and stuff like There's all sorts of things that cause, you know, stress. Mm. What is happening now is there is less and less time to to get rid of the stress. Yeah. Less and less opportunity to break, you know, to clear it, to have a, a bit of a breakdown and a good cry and clear the bucket. Yeah. You know, and more and more... You know, elements of adding to this, to the, to, to well, the basically load. starting the wick at the other end as well. Yeah. So the bucket is Sums never empty, again. and it's constantly being put yeah. stuff in. And what we've got is, once upon a time, our bloke, our our fathers and grandfathers had learnt stoicism at yeah. at, at the at the um, you know at the cliff face. Yeah, they learnt yeah. to hold to hold themselves together despite yeah. they wasn't it wasn't a great strategy yeah. long term for yeah. kids or community, mm. but it worked right. Many of them didn't die right. Many no. of them no. got on with stuff and yeah. created our nation right. Mm. You know what we now know though is that's not always a full you know fully realizing your potential. And what we're struggling now is we're asking our men to do that. Our yeah. young men were saying, you've got to talk about emotions yeah. without any capacity, you know, without any education in that process. Yeah. I, I work with blokes, oh, and one of the things I, I, I do is just give them words right. to, to describe emotion. What do you mean? Well, well they'll, yeah. they'll just say, yeah, yeah just no, avoid the whole they'll thing. just say, I'm doing all right. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, got you. Yeah. 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 Well, oh, a bit down. Yeah. Well, what is yeah. that? What's the emotion yeah. in being a bit yeah. down? Yeah. Oh, they won't know it. Oh, yeah. they might say sad if you, if I drill hard. Yeah. But will they go? Look, I'm feeling vulnerable. I'm feeling yeah. uh, at risk. I'm, I'm not weak. You know, I'm unsafe. I'm weak. I'm d- drained. I'm guilty. emotionally yeah. stretched. Yeah. Right. I'm you know I'm in, you know I feel like I have no capacity to respond properly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They don't have that. De- you know the art. They don't even have yeah. words like um, you know I'm. I'm Depressed, angry, mm. Um, mm. frustrated. I'm lethargic. I'm you know whatever. We're able to words. talk about that though, to our mates at the pub about the bloke we work with that we see all of those things. Sometimes oh, he's, he's acting like that because he's not bloody happy at home. He can't face up to his own actions. He's not looking at the fact that he's making these errors over and over again. Yeah, yeah, and the, so we're, we're able to do that. We very hold easily. we hold someone to account, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, because they're struggling, yeah. right? And we and immediately our solution is, you know, just what is our solution? Mm. You know, stop it, <laughs> get over it, yeah. Yeah. right? Our solution isn't, hey, that's wow, let's let's take him, let's take him uh, for a sunrise fish, mm. right? And stand him there and and. Tell him to give it to us, right? Yeah, to vent yeah, it out, yeah. to get rid of it. 
Because if he's holding it, the best thing for him is to let it go. How are you going to do that, right? Because mm. there isn't a safe place to do it. No. Can, you can't do it at a pub. None of your mates are going to put up with that. They don't want it because that's going to ask them mm. to go and have a look at their own circumstance, right? And if you turn up at the pub, the act of buying a beer and talking about footy with your mates is meant to be mm. the therapy the we need yeah. to get over a, you know, a challenging week at work, mm. the business yeah. not turning over the way mm. it should, the, the wife is not interested in mm. sex or mm. you know, family or holiday or whatever, you know, like the kids are gone off the rails. All of those things that happen every day mm. for us, mm. where do you get to release that? Mm-hmm. Or how do you get to release and when you release it, the process isn't to then run away from it. The process is to stand there and go and name it, right? Man, I am bloody depressed at the yeah. moment because I haven't had sex mm. in so long or mm. I haven't had a moment of intimacy with mm. my wife in, in a year and a half. Mm. She's pissed off at all, all the time. Mm. And mm. every time mm. I walk in, I'm up against it. I, I, I can't yeah. keep this going. Mm. Mm. And then someone you someone allows you to vent and then they, then they... They go, I want you to name that, right? And then you yeah. go, my thoughts are that I can't keep doing this, yeah. right? And they go, okay, so what do you want to do about it? He says, well, I can name this thought and then I can Put it respond in a planning way instead right. of an emotionally way. Because right. this is a problem that has yeah. to be dealt with still. Sure, absolutely. But you can't deal with it mm. with your amygdala. You've got to deal with your neocortex. Yeah. You've got to think right. the problem. Yeah. But you can't think the problem until you get the emotions out and mm. named. Mm. That's a thought or that's an emotion. Yeah, say that again, get the emotions out and named. Yeah. So you have to have, you have to be aware of saying, I can see that my current situation is causing me frustration. Is, that is frustration causing me to be Making depressed. me angry. And then that's in turn, that anger is turning inwards to make me sad and depressed. Yeah. It's causing, I can see that or I can feel or I can... I can I can think that mm. this current emotion of depression relates to my relationship with my wife. Now the cool thing about that is it doesn't change it, but it, it's first of all if I, I can see it, who am I? Yeah, I'm not the the emotion. Yeah. I have capacity to act because I'm not the emotion. Yeah. I can gain uh, control yes. of it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So when you name it, yeah, you give it. Um, some room, mm. right? Mm. And you take back control. The 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 executive officer yeah. of your yeah, yeah. of your group <laughs> can say, "Emotions, I get you, yeah. right? Thank you, I accept that. But I I need to do something about it. So what is what am I going to plan to do? Yeah. And maybe I need to talk, or maybe I need to connect, or plan a date night. Whatever the action is, mm. it can be separate from the emotion. This is great stuff, John. It's um, pretty, pretty. Sorry, it, it, I'm getting no, mate. Getting I'm, I'm, no, I don't, I'm not at all. You, you, you know, it, it, the amount of thoughts that I get just hearing. I'm putting scenarios of where I'm at my own. I'm thinking of my son. I'm thinking of my old man. I'm thinking which, of many things. It's a good chance you to know, practice it. Work. I can ask you yeah. and your and your listeners, right? Yeah. Just to quickly touch in, knowing sure. that you're, you know, you're in a safe place now. Just quickly touch into something that's pissing you off, right? You mentioned mm. your kids, maybe, or something, yeah. you know, right? Something that's really giving you a hard time, mm. right? Mm. Just. Can I, can you get that up? Can you feel that? Yeah. 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 I want you to put in front of that as you feel that. Yeah. I want you to put that in and say, I feel this emotion. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I feel angry. 
feel angry. Mm. Now I want you to put that, I can see that I am feeling this anger. Okay, I can see I'm feeling this anger. What True. happens to that oh. feeling? Immediately, things in my chest aren't as tight. It's, it's so loose. That's, yeah, that's the. That's it's like I'm standing on the outside. I'm looking back at it. Yeah. Know? And it's, what? 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 Well, well, does I'm not, that give I'm you not, any resource? Well, I'm not, right, I'm not feeling that emotion now. Yeah. I'm just looking at it. Yeah. I'm not feeling it. So you now I, mean? I want you to go. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we know I can see yeah. that I'm feeling that emotion. Sure. I can also see the need to act. Sure. What I can now, just in this exercise, just say, okay, let's let's come up with one thing I think will really assist that. Oh, I just need to simply perhaps call the bloke. Maybe just have a chat. Instead of putting it off yeah. and not calling him. Because when the, when we're depressed... And saying, he can call me. When we're depressed, we shut down the action. Yeah. We shut ah. down the, the, the yeah. planning and cognit- cognitive yeah. area of the brain. We're operating from our amygdala. What we need to do, and it's... And it's is cognitively override the emotion, right? Yeah. Cognitive, it's a cognitive interrupt. This is great stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I think I mentioned it's very it a basic, weeks ago. but it's very it's but it's just simple. Little, it sounds so just that simple, little exercise. You know? If you every time you have something that it's pops up as feels, it can be yeah. a thought, it can be an action, or a feeling or emotion. Yeah. Every time it feels like it or, or it sounds like you have an idea. That is like a barrier idea or a barrier emotion, like sure. saying, "Oh, I'm going to call a guy," or it says, "I can't call a bloke." Well, there's a barrier thought. Mm. I can, oh, I can see. I'm saying I can't call the bloke. Yeah. Just doing <laughs> that goes. Hang on, is the evidence? What's the yeah. evidence for that? Right. Immediately, we go into a cognitive yeah. solution. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now that if we practice that yeah. all the time. Mm. Mm. What room do you give yourself to make a decision based on what's what's really relevant, what's true, what's value based, mm. what's you know uh, what is a cold thought yeah. ra- rather than yeah. a warm action, yeah. a warm response? Yeah. Well, you know, immediately I'm not deflecting away from it. Mm. Immediately I'm not. I'm thinking, oh well, I've done this. I can do this. Yeah. Immediately I'm realizing that there is space between that and and. And you know, like when you when you said you feel that emotion, okay, well, this is that that's making me. And as soon as I stop feeling or, or step away from that and look at the reason behind that or why, yeah, it makes, it makes total sense. And, and there's a, a classic. Now we can get intentional. We can add mm. a little bit of complexity, sure. saying, okay, my my kids do. They have a gift to mm. do things that piss you off. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and well, they know what pisses me off. Yeah. Well, well they know how to get there. Sure. Absolutely, yeah, they're, just, they've been they're good students, right? They they followed and they said, "Hey, this reaction I can get." <laughs> I was talking to my daughter about that yeah. yesterday, yeah. and she would never. My daughter struggled to go to bed. So that's yeah. a pattern, yeah. Right, and they they are slotting in. They're mm. solving. They get something they want mm. by utilizing mm. processes they know work, mm. right? Mm. But you know, if I get him angry or if he does this, then you know this happens, whatever. Now that that's all happening unconsciously for them, yeah, right? But, yeah, but they're, you know they're not evil creatures, right? Yeah. But what 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 uh, what we need to do is break that pattern, mm. right? So we need to be um, intentional about our thoughts, right? And then we can do things like boundaries. Mm. Um, so you know the kids, you know your daughter going to bed. Right? Mm. I don't want to go to bed, Dad. I'm not going to go to bed. Just watch this time. 
mm. right? Your first reaction will be, yeah, you're going to do as you're bloody told, mm. right? Mm. right? That, well, that's a, a badly applied boundary. Oh, I'm going to enforce consequences. Badly applied boundary, you sure. know, because the only option is to continually escalate. Yeah, oh, to now I'm going to take your phone. Now it's going to be the, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. So, you know, but we haven't, you wouldn't do that. We're as doing a, that with everything. You wouldn't do that as a real estate salesman. No, of course not. You, someone says, you're going to buy this, and they go, no, I'm not. Yeah. You go, well, I'm going to take your phone. Yeah. Right? <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't even be thought of. So yeah. one of the options there is go, hang on, I've got more strengths and resources to use with my kids. Sure. Right? She doesn't want to go to bed. Well, you know, I'm going to give my space to that first emotion of, hang on, my child is not doing what I'm told. Mm. That's mm. something you learnt. Mm. Right, mm. that no longer works. Mm. You don't want to yell at your child. Mm. So, what's another strategy? Well, your first step in that process is to give yourself a bloke needs to understand the emotion mm. that comes up is unlikely to be the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So he needs to practice giving himself an interrupt. Okay, I'm not going to yell. Yeah. Why? Because I feel I can see uh. that I am feeling triggered by that uh. response. Right. Oh, I've got a bit of room. Okay, what's my response? Mm. Oh, let's use a bit of sales tech technique or let's use a yeah. bit of caring yeah. or, okay, darling, what's mm. what's going on for you? Why what, you know, why do you not want to go to bed? Mm. Is there something wrong with bed? Mm. No. Oh, okay. Is there something wrong with you know, school mm. or whatever? You, know, yeah. like you can yeah. start to negotiate, find, yeah. you, know, you can be curious about reasons. Go back to that grace thing mm. when I mentioned gratitude, respect, yeah. attention, attention, curiosity, curiosity and empathy. empathy. Yeah, uh, emotional intelligence allows us mm. to gather information and from that create uh, a review what's mm. working and what mm. isn't and from that mm. create a, an action that is really helpful for both mm. people. Mm. It's a terrific, terrific, uh, you know, example really. You know, you say, oh, you can give that answer for real estate, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was able to find the answer so much easier. Yeah. The trouble is it's getting blurred. How policemen now, I was watching young blokes uh, on this show. Uh, the, they did a cop show and they were up at the Northern Beaches and these oh, guy, yeah, kids were out, yeah. you know, and, and the yeah. guys responded like Beach back in their face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and like I know it, those young blokes. They were good kids, yeah, right? Yeah. But whatever that response was not was not great. Yeah. And I just, I just think, you know, police need another... Way to connect because <laughs> they're reacting. They're you know you know rejecting the the autocratic sort of oppressive way, mm. right? Um, our kids, we're training them to reject yeah. that, yeah. but the consequence of it is they have they don't respect a command delivered by a policeman. Yeah. I was watching that, you know, in Alice Springs. Obviously, yeah. there's been a lot of talk about that. You yeah. know. and he's a young Aboriginal man. He yeah. stands there outside the police station. He's filming the police come out. And uh, what are you doing here? So I'm just filming the 13 cars that have been here. It's four in the afternoon. And the mayor has said this, this, and this has already happened. But during those times when all this was happening, these 13 cars were still here. So as much as my mob are playing up and being bad buggers, your mob's not doing the policing. (laughs) But we're okay to go, you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. And someone's got to give. So that, that's a great example of, mm. right, the, the, the response, mm. you know, of, of breaking a boundary. Mm. You know, mm. when a boundary is ill-conceived and ill-applied is always yeah. much more than it should be. Yeah. 
and it yeah. usually involves it's, it's, someone being oppressed and someone being, being exactly. an oppressor, yeah. right? Mm. Right. In in my mind, so I I would say boundaries are, are much more sophisticated because the interesting thing about a boundary is you need to invite that person to agree a boundary. Absolutely. So you know the mm. idea of your daughter mm. going, hey. Look, we, we seem to have this conflict all the time. Mm, mm. Uh, let's sit down and nut this out, mm, right? I mm. want to I want to find out what's going for mm, on for you. Mm. What do you need? Yeah. About your bedtime, what do you need? Mm. Like it can be as simple as uh, just give me a half hour warning, yeah. so I don't get that kind of you know because they have that immediate kind of thing. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be now. I was yeah. still in the middle of something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Who knows? But you know, but you know, that's, I've heard that yeah. example before. But we're not given a book, are we? You know, how to, how to do it as parents. You know, we were talking about this again yesterday, me and my mates. You know, yeah, we're, we're all doing things different. Who's got the cert four in being it, it, a good? Well, bloke you know, and then I'm looking at this. a good dad. I had a yeah. uh, interesting. I you know do some men circle stuff, and I was yeah. I was doing a share, and I just said I was I was pretty bouncy. The share was a positive one about how things are going going right, how I was feeling good. And uh, I just said, oh, look, it really feels like um, I've got all the ducks, you know, sort of... Lined you know, up. Yeah, you know, lining mm-hmm. up, right? Mm-hmm. And someone someone on a bit of feedback said, look, he says, I get it, your ducks are lining up, but it looks from us that you that the ducks are lined up when whatever direction you're or, looking you're, at or, them. Or, yeah. <laughs> and I thought, that's really cool. First of all, it's a lovely concept. But the idea is that's exactly yeah. what we're aiming for, not mm-hmm. just to put our ducks in a row... And get them in the right order. But to have it, yeah. have you know whatever perspective we see, one what, through to ten. Yeah. yeah, we call you know in in trauma they're called frames. How you look at something yeah. is through a lens of your <laughs> of, of your own bias or focus, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So I could look at my life through a frame of of um, brokenness, like a mo- a medical model, like yeah. a biological psychosocial disaster. Yeah. Right? Or I can look at it and say uh, through a frame of, wow, wow, that that event occurred, uh, right? What you know came out of it, right? Uh, what do I need to deal with because it hurts me, or what do I need to you know to embrace because uh, it helps me, right? And that's kind of, that's a there are mm. frames we can choose. Sure, does right? mm. that absolutely man? Cool. Absolutely, mm. yeah, I'm loving this, John. This is great. <laughs> Yeah, because I came, I came all prepared for you know what what happened yesterday. The people I caught up with, the conversations, the wonderful conversations so, I, mean, I was having with so many different people. I hadn't seen many for many many years. You know, a lot of the people that I, I, I hadn't seen for for many years, of course, yeah. was before what I did to myself back in two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. So a lot of people, I guess, were inquisitive. Or, you know, came yeah, up how, to me. How did that? How did you deal with that? Oh, look, you know, I, I had my daughter with me. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll take you to that. It, she, she's a, a very attractive girl, my daughter. She's stunning. But my mum's sister, my auntie, and, and, and my uncle who passed away, sister, they're very pretty ladies, my mum and her two sisters. And the first thing, she'd never met my daughter before, my auntie Brenda, and she, cause she's from New Zealand. And she immediately went up to, the first thing that came out of Charlize's mouth was, my goodness, my parents put me into modelling and uh, TV commercials at the age of 13. You must have started way before me. <laughs> and, and Charlize, I went around the side and had a cigarette with him. And she said, you know, Dad, I, it's almost intimidating. Yeah, it is. You know? and, and she goes to great effort to look mm. pretty. And, that's, yeah. and I said, Charlize, this, I've had 
20 of those people come up to me today. How are you going, Brad? What's been happening? And sometimes putting back something like, you know, maybe sharing a vulnerability that you're prepared to share about yourself Mm. is a good way of breaking that ice. Yeah, totally. Okay? You know? Uh, Maybe, oh, look, you know, it's great. I haven't really spoken to Dad a lot in the last five years and we've been working really hard Mm. in repairing a relationship. Something like that. Yeah. And and that's that's getting immediately away from image or appearance. It's dropping that boundary and you're talking about the real stuff and put it to practice. So sometimes that raw confronting truth can be a wonderful, wonderful, powerful thing in the sense of talking about things yeah. that you really want to talk about or that you really want to hear from somebody. Yeah. Absolutely. They're making sense, you know what I mean? Oh man, it's it's um it's it's a real in my mind it's a real truth. Right? It's a real real truth. Sorry. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is. Yeah. It's a, you could only do the oh, hey, you know, I'm doing a bit of recruitment and uh, I'm talking to blokes and I'm, you know, all of these things but really I'm still dealing a lot of my own shit first and foremost before I'm even doing the podcast, radio, or anything else. Okay. Well, that, I'm see, that, still doing that, man. I'm still struggling in those departments. Absolutely, and that—that's that, like when I was talking about blokes, right? I want to, you know, emphasise that mm. men are not in crisis, right? Mm. We got stuff that's really difficult to deal with, yeah. right? But the crisis isn't about the crisis is an external assessment of of where blokes are, mm. right? Masculinity isn't toxic. People are toxic when they choose to do the wrong sure. thing. You know, some elements of masculinity can be interpreted and acted upon. Sure, right. Sure. And we okay. know that yep, action yep. is yep. driven not by you know thought or or values. Mm. It's yeah. outside that, mm. right? Mm. So the important thing about this is recovery. The definition of recovery mm. or the idea mm. of person centered living is mm. that you know we are the survivors experience. of what yeah. happens to it's us. It's our experience. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. We're not the evil deed doers yeah. because we chose something, yeah. right? We chose yeah. something with the best intention and the best resources we had at the yeah. time. That's yeah. how we dealt with it. When you, as a consequence of falling down, yeah. right, mm-hmm. you now learn that, um, oh, that thing trips you up. Yeah, sure. So when you get up and keep walking, you probably don't fall down when you encounter the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Does that stop you from falling down when you encounter something new? No, no. not at all. But it mm. gives you the process for dealing with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that falling down dealing, becomes a yeah. part of life. Yeah. It's where I am, yeah. not um, a sign of weakness or deficit mm. or injury mm. or stupidity mm. or evilness. Mm. Right? So blokes are not in crisis. Blokes have amazing resources. Sure. That means where I am in healing from things that happen to me mm. is okay. It's not a, I'm not in a stasis of not yeah. quite there yet. Yeah. I'm still good. I'm just different. Just, yeah. See, I'm, I'm okay talking about this. Yeah. Like on air now, yeah. of, of my errors, my mistakes. But I have great difficulty in sharing those errors and mistakes to my own son. Yeah, well, that's, the, that's the hardest bit. Isn't that, a, isn't that, you know? Yeah. Well, Sounds awful, doesn't it? You know, so I, the other day I had a conversation with you and, yeah. you know, and I, and, I, and I tried. I really, I really tried. And it was not easy, man. Like, well, you know, because you of know. what happened at Christmas, you know. And I said, you know what I did, man? That was really, really hard. It was wrong, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that, that, that anger I showed yeah. has caused you, you a lot of fear, man. Yeah. 
But it's good practice to, to put in. Oh, it's essential practice. Like, yeah. how else do Let's you get good at this? Yeah. How else do you yeah. learn mastery? Back to that level two stuff, the yeah, training yeah, sure. effect, right? You have to do this mm. even when it doesn't feel good mm. because mm. it's leading, it's mm. good for you and it's good for the world. It's bittersweet, isn't it? It's good for the people you love. <laughs> yeah. Right? So that's what a dad's, you know, often a dad makes that choice, yeah. right? To do what's tough or doesn't feel good. Yeah. Because he has values that say, no, this is good for me and good for the world, yeah. good for the people I love. Mate, this has been a great show. Normally, my role here is I've also have to play some promos, right? Yeah. And But I get so entrenched in what I think is an important discussion. I don't want to lose that momentum. But I find, okay, it's the same thing. What do I weigh up? Are the promotions more important or losing this momentum? This is cheap. Um, mountain high pies, right? Mount, <laughs> mountain high pies, absolutely. In fact, it's and my it's shout a, on the way home. But a big thanks to um, you know all manufacturing and, and also to Mounties Group who've been a great support of the show ongoingly. Let's just go back to some of those things. Like, is it a good some homework to to practice oh. talking about some of my Here's, greatest fears or weaknesses? Well, so what that, I perceive as a weakness with that with that sense of right. So one of the things that men use to survive. Mm. that can be problematic, right, mm. which is disassociation, the idea sure. of avoiding something, can also be a skill to, to, to help us move in. Because what we want to do is we don't want to feel that feeling again, eh. right? But we mm. do want to access the lesson in that event. Yeah. So Otherwise, what, we're just going to be avoidance. Well, what's the point of yeah. you surviving if you're not, you're not going gonna, to use yeah. what you gain from it to, yeah. to, to make the world a better place? Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that's that concept of living experience. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've survived something. I've, I've got through a lived experience of, you know, uh, of, of doing something tough, right? So yeah. in my, my case, you know, a direct, uh, um, you know, there was a suicidal ideation because I was deciding that it was better for, for the world for me yeah. to opt out, yeah. right? Because I was miserable. Yeah. I was suffering yeah. grief and yeah. it wasn't going away. Yeah. And I'm to this day, there are things in my life that are complicated yeah, by that whole process. It's probably far more complicated than what it was back then. Oh, no, I could, I can't yeah. do certain things, yeah. and right because it's still, it's still a work in progress in yeah. practice. Now, yeah. if I had just got an, enough of control, yeah. yeah, if I'd just got enough control and said, yeah, this is good, yeah. right, and I hadn't kept exploring, uh, you know, I had a propensity yeah. to go down rabbit holes and, and learn yeah, things yeah. and stuff. I've done dozens of courses and you know, thousands of hours and, and, and stuff. That helped me gain a mastery of stuff around my own self-work. It doesn't mean I... <laughs> I don't have complicated grief and anxiety, GAD, you know, general anxiety and all this stuff. What it gives me is a, is a, is a, a way for me to step back enough to use that experience to connect with people to help and support people when they need it, um, to walk with people who have that experience. Mm. So, okay. so the work, mm. there are processes, there's skills just like, um, I always think of it as when you go to a gym, you pay money to a trainer, mm. right? Mm. You know, if you take that model that most blokes use now, mm. we'd be paying money to, to, to the to, trainer and then ask mm. him to do yeah. 50 push-ups yeah. and then walk, then whinge that we're not yeah. fit. yeah. Right. <laughs> what we need to do, we what we need to do is take that model that is yeah. in fact used yeah. and saying, okay, we pay money to a trainer, mm. and that trainer tells us to do fifty push-ups, and we do. Mm. Right. Mm. And you can't get fit any other way mm. than doing the push-ups yourself. 
even mm. while you're under the care of someone Somebody who's, who's maximising yeah. the, the results of your efforts. Yeah. Why, why, why are we doing that? Because it's stigma. Because our role models, our dads were mm. stoic. They were incredibly powerful men yeah. Who, who, yeah. Who, who dealt with stuff in a certain way yeah. that doesn't work for us. Yeah, yeah. You know, they yeah. survived or, you know, didn't survive. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, because men, you know, suicide numbers um, have never been great for men, no, no. right? And, you know, no. and particularly post-war, they spiked up. Absolutely. But now what we're doing is we're facing challenges our da- dads never and grandfathers And, and, and that's never what had. I was sharing to The Voyage yesterday. The, the the time that we we are having to deal with at the moment is men the changes that the world has made that we've had to come against hundred percent we yeah. we are and and the need and for want of better and for many reasons for the the good yeah, yeah, to yeah. become better nothing's just black uh, and white well no, no it's not and 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 this is coming upon generations of you know of of, of how we were brought up from our fathers mm-hmm. so when I was talking about image or yeah. you know perception of of being. Yeah. You know, successful. It's just, what? Maybe, what is that? Maybe, if you take all of that shit away, what yeah. have you got? Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, in and mind, that's and that's what we're having to deal with now. Yeah, we yeah. have to pull all that shit away. No, and because we're gonna we're losing. We're operating in 1950. A yeah. Ferrari was a great car. Yeah, right. In ni- in 2023, a Ferrari is a good car. Yeah, but they're different cars. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. You, you, if you want the top car, you don't buy a 1950 Ferrari. No. You you buy a 2023 a car. Right, and we've we're dealing with our emotional and the same as back in fifty. Yeah, we're dealing with nineteen fifty yeah. techniques. Mm, right, mm, we haven't mm. updated the techniques we need to yeah. deal with the modern yeah. circumstance for most blokes. Yeah, and that, and that's I guess where I guess I've been able to evolve in my becoming is not only for the space here of, of talking to blokes like yourself and Bodie. And the and the guests, many yeah. guests that come on, but the groups or the men's groups that I'm, yeah. I go to, then much like it. yourself, see that that exactly what you're saying yeah. now, yeah. going all the way back to that 19 year old at the beginning of the 100%. show. Yeah, he didn't, he wasn't ready to to, to shame himself yeah, for that to the boss. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now, what you know, can you see the relationship? Ah. So you know, like there's yeah, a well, shadow shadow value that mm-hmm. we we need to do some work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you are. You know, I like putting the work in. It does not, doesn't happen overnight. Mm. In fact, uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf talks, she talks about the five steps, right? Which yeah. is really interesting. We, we can talk about it another time. Sure. But, the, but the, the important thing is you have to install that as a yeah. habit, yeah. a process of mental reflection, right? And it takes 60 plus days, yeah. not the 21 or anything like that. Mm. Takes sixty plus days for it to be to seem easy. Yeah, yeah. Right? And you sixty plus days for every, every single, single bit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so over and over and over again, you got to practice this process. Mm. Right? It's going to be triggered again. You got to start it. You off. are going to trip yeah. over something. Yeah. Right. And it's not about tripping over. That's not a failure. That's an opportunity to catalog some other obstacle and avoid it the next time. Do you know how many? Days in a row, I've been throwing, and listen, man, this is cold up here. So there hasn't been a there hasn't been a morning, John. I don't no. want to swear at you. In fact, I want to lean across the table and slap you half the time because I've been throwing that cold water seven a.m. every morning. In my oh face, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's coming out. This is when the temperature's three and four degrees, yeah, so yeah, it's not too dissimilar. So this is really cold. And I don't look at myself in the mirror afterwards, and I always say the same thing: "Bugger you, John." <laughs> 
every morning. I've ruined the cold that, water. But, you know, and I, hey man, I've been doing that now every day. I reckon it's got to be 21, 28 days. You're getting up there, mate. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Now my mates sort of saying, "Oh yeah, oh that's nothing. You got to get him one of those ice buckets." Yeah. <laughs> no, mate. Yeah. No. It's like a, I should just call him Topper. Yeah. 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 yeah well, those mates, I call three fish. I got five. Yeah. You know. Oh, well, yeah, well, that's a whole nother show on why do blokes... Well, but, like, why yeah. do we become toppers? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 toppers, I love that. Why don't we do that? In fact, I'll tell you what, we'd, uh, um, next week we've got... Uh, I've got Melissa Stubbings um, and David King and uh, a few of the mobs coming up for a chat. Awesome. Uh, I think the week after that we've got Bodie back. But in three weeks' time, John, I'd love to do a show with yourself and Bodie and yeah. perhaps do that on a monthly basis because the uh, the response that I've been getting, the numbers that have come back through Facebook are wonderful. It's a terrific following that you've got, that you've influenced um, to the Men's Mental Health Show that's helped grow and, um, well, you know, I the population. I away today, nah, but it was no, great. No, not at all. Fabulous the only person that sends them away is me, I think, mate. Mate, no, what a legend! But Thank this you. has been this has been this has been wonderful, and it's a terrific effort, mate. You come all the way up from bloody Narrabeen, and 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 you're here, man. Um, beautiful, you know. And it's Such uh, a beautiful day for a drive. Oh, it is, mate. Let's go and get a mountain high pie. What do you reckon? Hey, <laughs> sounds <laughs> like a me. perfect end of the day. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Mental Health Show.